What's going on, guys? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also talk about all sorts of topics that are meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. My name is Pat the Pac-Man, and I'm a dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist. My company, Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching, what we do is we specialize in training people, not dogs. You heard that correctly. We train people, not dogs. The reason why? Listen, <laughs> the people are the ones who need to learn. The people are the ones that need to understand dogs. And what we focus in on is we teach people about the psychology of the dog, basically how the brain of a dog works differently than the brain of a human. We teach people how to communicate dog language. We teach them how to establish structure, rituals, processes, procedures when it comes to bathroom breaks, feeding, walking, playing, basically everything. We teach them about dogs. We teach people about dog instincts. You know, we teach them what dogs want, what they need, what they require. Basically, everything that's different between a dog and a human that most dog training concepts apply is why most dogs go down the wrong path and are misbehaved and psychologically unstable is because we're applying a man-made system. We're applying human psychology on a dog and we're applying human communication on a dog. And guess what? That's not their thing. They're not human. They're dogs. So we have to understand their brain, their way of communicating. And it's not the treats. It's not the words. It's not the commands. It's not that kind of stuff. So if you'd like to know more about how to communicate properly with your dog, how to understand your dog, how to understand what your dog's needs are, let us know. Hit us up. Send us some messages at Pac-Man to the rescue, canine solutions and coaching. I am Pat the Pac-Man. You can let me know and I'll be more than happy to share some of that stuff with you. And uh, today is uh, is a bit of a, of, a, of a weird day. It's a bit of a sad day. I had, uh, I had a few uh, clients that... Um, not human clients, dog clients that uh, passed away this week. So it was a little overwhelming. And, uh, you know, I, on one of our previous podcasts, we talk about peanut, my first dog who's passed, who passed away um, some time ago. And um, obviously the topic of death is definitely not, not a pleasant one, but you know, it's been on the agenda for a while. And um, you know, unfortunately it's not a topic that, you know, anybody likes to discuss, but I'm going to put a positive spin on it so, some, somehow and a little bit of we'll have a little bit of like funny time. I know what, what the hell does that mean? Death and funny. Listen, you know, I'll do my best to, to, to make it that way. And um, for you, those of you guys who are joining us for the first time, Io padre siciliano ogni tanto. that's right. I speak Sicilian. I am Sicilian. So uh, I lived in Sicily for uh, seven years from the age of 10 to 17. My parents are off the boat. E padre siciliano, bellissimo. So I love Sicilian. So I'll speak that every once in a while. And I'm going to tie it in with some Sicilian, uh, at least old school Sicilian culture uh, when it came to, you know, when it came to, to death and, and how old school Sicilians did funerals and stuff like that. So, it'll, you know, put a little twist on the whole topic, but uh, at least it'll listen. I'm doing this a little bit more for myself. I feel like I need a little therapy, a little release from, from this week. It's a little touchy subject, but um, you know, we got to talk about it. It's part of life. So get to get being a nipigamo. So whatever happens is, you know, it's part of life. We got to deal with it. Um, I'm also going to tell you about um, a topic relating to dogs that I think is very, very important. There's a big myth behind this. And it's a myth that really aggravates the crap out of me. That myth is basically that two female dogs or multiple female dogs cannot coexist in the same household. More bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all lies. It's not true. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what, uh, what that's all about, about female dogs, multiple female dogs. Yes, if you, you, you can, they can coexist. 
mafangkulo. For those people that say it's not true, you're about to learn the truth of what's required to have uh, two females or multiple females. We'll just stick with two. Uh, two female dogs to live in the same household peacefully, happily, with no issues whatsoever. So I'm going to give you the lowdown. The truth is here on Barking for Balance. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Here it comes. So uh, before we kick this off, I just want to remind you guys, for everybody that's uh, watching this gorgeous face of mine here on YouTube. Yeah, I'm also very humble in case you guys have not picked up on that. Humble, blunt, Padro Siciliano. So there's a lot of stuff. If you guys have joined for the first time, we're going to have fun. This podcast is a lot of fun. So we're going to learn. We're going to have fun. We're going to be inspired. And our dogs are going to benefit from all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. So before we get started, um, for those of you guys that are able to and, and, and can see this pretty face of mine on uh, YouTube, I want to make sure that uh, when you're done uh, watching the podcast, hit that like button. And also when you're done as well, make sure you slap upon that the subscribe button. I don't want you to miss out on the podcast. You know, the podcasts come out every Thursday. Uh, the clips to the podcast come out Mondays and Wednesdays on our social media platforms, which I want you to go over there and make sure that you follow us on social media, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Links are in the description down below. Make sure that you follow us there for all the stuff that we do not post on YouTube. And on YouTube, we're going to be posting a lot of instructional videos as well, a lot of cool stuff. So this way you'll be up to date and uh, you'll get some good knowledge and some good information along with uh, with following the and the podcast, you know, Barking for Balance. Uh, you could also uh, listen to that on all major podcasting platforms. Links for those also in the description below. So, um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's move it on, on, on into this topic because, um, you know, I may get a little emotional about it, but yeah, so this week was a little rough. You know, I had a few clients, uh, dogs that, um, passed away. Yes. I do call my, my clients human and dogs. They're both clients technically. So, um, you know, it was a little weird, you know, three dogs in particular, uh, passed away. Um, two of them were, you know, on the older side, you know, natural causes, I guess they had some, some illnesses, whatnot. Uh, one was a little younger, but still, you know, got sick. It's, you know, it's a fact of life. And, um, you know, the only time that I've experienced a pet passing away was when my first dog peanut, um, passed away in uh, 2013. And, uh, you know, if you guys haven't seen that episode, it's very emotional. I cry quite a bit. Yeah, I get a little emotional about it. And I got, uh, I got made fun of for that because I get a little, I got a little teary eyed, but Hey, yeah. So, you know, real men do cry. I just want to point that out, but you know, it's very emotional. It's my little buddy. And so, you know, when it comes to like my clients, dogs, it's, it's, um, it, it hit me hard too, because, you know, I'm with these, these dogs a lot and, um, you get to see the transformation. You get to see, um, how they become, you know, some of them, you know, I've worked with since they were young, since they were puppies and I've helped raise them. And then, you know, some of them, you know, they had some issues and we repair those. And, you know, some of them were in like danger zones, meaning like they were in, in the danger of being put down or uh, being returned to the shelters or the rescue. So, you know, when you have those happy endings, it's, it's, it's always great. And then, you know, when you hear their, them passing, it's like, you know, it just, they're all quarter, you know, you're all quarter. It, it just hurts your heart when that happens. And unfortunately, it's part of, it's part of it. You know, when it comes to, to having uh, pets, especially, you know, like, like those kind of pets, like dogs, cats, 
I'm, like I tell everybody, you know, throughout our lifetime, uh, throughout our lifetime, we're going to be, um, I'm going to be stuttering a little bit because I'm going to get a little emotional, but um, throughout our lifetime, you know, we're going to be dealing with a lot of that. So unfortunately we're going to, we're going to outlive them and, you know, throughout our lives, we're going to have a bunch of them. So every single one holds a special place in our heart, uh, in our mind. And, you know, that's all we could do. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's part of life, you know, you can't avoid it. And, um, you know, when it came to, when it comes to me with these kind of dogs, um, you know, I, I, I develop a bond with them, you know, it's a bond that it's hard to describe. I mean, I don't know if you guys have any experience with this kind of stuff, but you develop a bond now, some more than others, obviously, just like with my human client, my human clients, you know, some more than others, you develop a better bond, the relationship, but either way, when you see like the transformation, when you see the, you know, when you graze these dogs from, from, from little and you see them there, you know, you see them on Facebook and, and Instagram and you see their, their, their life and how they were and how they are and where they were um, and where they almost be, got, got to you, like I said, you know, from being put down or, 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 or being returned, you know, it, 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 it's just, it's just, it's hard to explain, you know, and I would love to hear what your feelings are on that. But, um, you know, hearing them die, you know, when they pass away, like I said, it's, it's part of, it's part of it, you know, it's the transition, you get them, you, you, you know, raise them. And, you know, the one thing that I have, I have, you know, as, as most of you guys know, I have a multi-species house. So I have two pets, a tortoise and a parrot who um, those guys are going to live a long time. You know, they're probably going to outlive me. You know what I mean? These guys are going to live more than me. And that's the truth. But when it comes to like dogs and cats, you know, that's part of the whole thing. And I mean, I've had limited exposure to death. Thank God. Benedicto, just so thank but you know the, the the major deaths that i have is like i said peanut obviously from an animal perspective that's really the only one and i you know um you could watch the other podcast where we talk about you know i talk about peanut and i i uh, I, I talk about his life and, and what he meant to me and you could take a look at that one but um you know my grandmother i mean you know, my grand obviously everybody's grandparents usually that's the first death that most people deal with you know my grandparents on my father's side i really never knew because they were living in italy and then uh, by the time we moved there you know i was young and then my grandfather on my father's side you know he passed away when i was relatively young my grandmother passed away when i was very young so i, I don't even remember her at all but i was very close with my uh, with my my mother's parents my nonno and nonna nonna juicy juicy yeah nonna juicy uh, yeah, this is going to be a little emotional. So I'm going to be, you know, saying some, some slurs there, but I'm not drunk in case anybody's wondering. But, um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, my grandparents, Nonna Juicy, and uh, that was my grandma, and, uh, and Nonna Giacomo, which was my grandfather. That was my mom's parents. You know, they were living in America. And uh, then when we moved to Italy, they were living there. So I grew up with them the whole time. And then my grandmother was the first real relative who passed away. And um, I remember that hit me kind of hard. And um, there's a little bit of a weird story with that, which I'm going to share with you now. Um, it's a little bit of a weird story because, and I don't know if this is true or not, I'm not exactly sure, but you know, back then 
I used to hold my, my emotions inside, I guess, you know, and I really wasn't crying. You know, I was, I was, I don't know if I was willing to cry or, or what the story, I'm not sure, but, um, everybody used to think my, my family used to think like, Oh, you know, he didn't care. He wasn't doing anything. And it, that's could be farther from the truth. But what happened was that I know this has nothing to do with dogs. Right. But you know what? It kind of does in a way. Well, we'll talk about, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but, um, you know, I, I, I was feeling it. Like I felt it that I was, I was sad, you know, like I, I grew up with my grandmother and my grandfather and my grandma, um, you know, she used to babysit me. And, and, and so I was really close with her. And then when she passed away again, it was just all these emotions were just bottled in and bottled in. And then one day I got sick, violently sick. And the doctors were baffled. They had no idea what was going on. They had no idea. They couldn't figure out how to cure medicine, antibiotics, all sorts of stuff. Nothing happened. And this was shortly after my grandma passed away. So what happened was that um, my my aunt, who Atsadora, Atsadora, uh, that was the the my my mom's aunt. She was the wife of her father's brother. And that was long, you know, stuff. But uh, she was basically the aunt, my my, my mom's aunt, and. Um, she was kind of like Bagheria, which was a town I grew up in. She was like the 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 witch doctor of Bagheria, I guess. So Atsadora So she says to my mother, this guy, <laughs> he's got worms. Yeah. Again, I don't know if any of this shit is true. So we're gonna go along with this. So Tsiadora says, he's got worms. And my, you know, I'm a kid. What the hell does that mean? And basically. The way it's explained, it was explained, was that we all have worms in our in our bodies. Again, don't quote me on this. I don't know the medical validity of all this shit. Google it. Do whatever you want to do. This is what I was told. This is what I'm telling you. Um, we have worms in our body, and during <laughs> traumatic traumatic experiences that. I guess are traumatizing or whatever the case may be. Um, these worms kind of like lump together and become one solid mass in our stomachs and cause all sorts of ailments. That's, that's what I was told. So that's what I was told. So Tia tells my mom this. And of course my parents go with the flow. They don't dip. Here we go. Let's get it done. Okay. So the ritual, the ritual from Ziadora, who's the witch doctor, she, she performs, she, start, she has to perform this like voodoo seance bullshit thing. <laughs> on me. And so this is how the ritual went. I was to take off my shirt. <laughs> I know this is getting weird. I had to take off my shirt. I laid in the bed in the dark room. She had like a candle. Right. And it was very weird. She had a candle. I was laying on my on the bed with, with no shirt. And she had a little bowl. Which means it was a little bowl filled with olive oil and garlic. Okay. Yeah. Keep keep following along. This is interesting. Yeah. You're going to learn some good stuff about this. So this is a great podcast. We haven't even talked about dogs yet. We're going to get into dogs, but, you know, just a hold, hold tight. So, yeah, so little bowl with olive oil and garlic. And here I am, this young kid, and I'm thinking to myself, 
Mikey, she's like, you're qualified. I'm like, this, what is this lady going to do? She's going to cook me now? So she's like marinating me. And basically what she did was she would dip her thumbs in the olive oil and she's massaging my stomach with her thumbs making the sign of the cross. So she's making crosses with her thumbs on my stomach. And as she's doing this, and me's like, at least I think that's what she was doing. I think she was, she it sounded like she was praying. It's like she's saying prayers or she was just saying some kind of voodoo magic spells or some shit. <laughs> I have no idea, but this is what it sounded like. Like she's, it was like, she was playing video games with my stomach. She's like doing with her thumbs like this. And she's doing all these codes and shit. And she, she's doing all this stuff. And this, this is the process. She would dip her thumbs and do the whole process and rip her, move her thumbs around, making the cross and saying these, these magical Harry Potter spells and make it because of wood. So yeah. And that was the, the, the process. And you can imagine me thinking like, man, what the hell's, what the hell's going on here? That was that. But are you ready for this? Hold on to your shorts here. This is an interesting fact. Two days later. Yeah. Two days later, the doc, remember the doctors were baffled antibiotics, you know, medicine, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, I was cured. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. I'm not lying. Two days later. Perfect. No problems. There was no issues with me whatsoever. I was completely cured. So <laughs> we'll just leave that up to debate. And, you know, you don't mess around with old school Sicilian <laughs> tactics because shit, you know, voodoo doctors in Sicily, man, shit. But two days later, I swear to God, two days later, olive oil and garlic with the thumbs and no problems. Violently ill, violently ill. Two days later, no problems. What do you guys think about that? I would really love, I would really love to hear what you have to say about that. Please write some comments and let me know what you what your thoughts are on that. But yeah, so so obviously I took that death, my grandma's death, really hard. You know, as much as I wasn't showing those emotions, you know, it, it hit really hit me. And then um, many years later, my grandfather, his wife, my my mom's father, uh, we were living in America at this point. Then he passed away. And then many years after that, my father passed away uh, in 2013, which was literally a month. Uh, my father passed away a month before Apina passed away. He, my, my dad passed away in April. And ciao, papa. And ciao, nonna. Forget to say. And ciao, nonna. Forget to say hello to my grandma and, uh, and my grandpa and, uh, and my dad. And Pina. And yeah, so Pina passed away um, a month later in May. And so that's really my, my exposure to, um, to it. And obviously it's not fun. It's not pleasant. You know, when people ask, like, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, you could try to put a positive spin on it, anything, any which way you want. The bottom line is that it just takes some time. You know, you, 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 you deal with it. You, you, you do, do however you want to do it, like mourn however you want to mourn for however, however you want, but you have to, you know, be able to move forward, you know, don't let that just get you stuck. Because at the end of the day, um, those that move forward, meaning that they pass on, you know, they don't want us to, to get stuck. So they want us to remember the good times. And to be honest, really, I remember so many, so many good things um, about about Nonna and Nonna. 
and my father and peanut and you know those memories are really what stay alive and um you know in my family talking about death was always common like that wasn't something that was you know no it wasn't like something like you had to keep a secret or was like you know you don't bring up that subject no in my family it was just you just talked about it because we just did like there was there was nothing there was nothing to hide when it came to that so um it, it wasn't like a topic that was so scary to the point where, you know, you couldn't bring it up and discuss it. And it, I appreciate that because it, it allowed me personally to be able to deal with it and to cope with it. So, you know, when you talk about it with your own family in, in your family, you know, when I talked about it within my family, you know, uh, it becomes something that's, uh, yes, it's part of life, but it's also, it helps to remember the good times, the good part of those people. So like, like my mom, for example, um, you know, she'll tell me stories about stuff. And, you know, like a lot of times when we're dealing with like older people, you know, we, we kind of like don't have the patience and, and I'm included. I'm involved in that too. In the past, I've got, I, I, I realized this and I am definitely remembering this every single day because a lot of older people, they tell us stories about people that had passed away. And you're thinking, you know, it's, it's therapeutic, you know, when, when like my mom tells me stories about some people, like my father, she tells stories about her grandmother, I'm sorry, about her mother, you know, it's therapeutic for her to remember those people. You know what I mean? Even though you may not know them, they do. And for them, it's therapeutic. And it's great for you to listen because it lets, it keeps that memory alive. You know, like I talk about, you know, Peanut and on this podcast platform, and I want to thank you guys for listening because a lot of the stuff that I talk about is very therapeutic for me as well. And I hope it's, you know, fun and entertaining for you guys, like the worm story, right? Um, you know, it's therapeutic to talk about it because it keeps their memory alive. And by keeping that memory alive, I feel that it keeps them alive. You know, yes, the body's no longer here, but the spirit stays with us forever because there's always like stories. Like, for example, my mom will tell me stories about my grandparents or her grandparents or whatever. And for her, those people are like right there next to us. You know what I mean? But even for me, like I'll hear some stuff about, you know, grandpa did this and grandma did this. It's like, they're standing right here. Like we're, t- we're like, like the big family, like back in the day for like the holidays. And it's, it's cool because they're still with us. And that's, that's really very, very important. I really, and I would love to hear what you guys think about that. And I would love to hear your opinion on what you guys do, but I want to really inspire you to not only talk about those people that passed away with your family, your friends, or even strangers, you know, tell stories. But if you're on the listening end on that, of that, if you're on the listening end of that, don't be impatient with something that maybe you don't even know about because that person who's sharing that story, number one, it's important to them, but it also, again, it, 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 it respects and um, what's the word it, it kind of like embodies the spirit of the person that passed away and it helps that person still be with us, even though the, the body's not with us. I don't know. I can't really explain it. Um, 
you know, I, I have the thoughts in my mind, but I really can't put it into practice. But just 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 listen to them. Just just, you know, just shut up. Just let them talk about these people. And even if you're, you're thinking in your head, you're thinking my geek so quick, you so pot. You know, it doesn't matter. Like my mom, you know, she'll she'll tell me stories and she'll, you know, she'll just bring up like some random, you know, people. I mean, I'm sure that I, I've heard the names, like some people from Italy that she, she, you know, she talks or friends or whatever. And I, I remember the names. Maybe I even met them. Some people I have no idea, but like, she'll tell me, Oh, Osako Murillo. you know, who know who died? Who? Oh, you know, the, the son of the daughter of the cousin of so-and-so. Okay, I know so and so, but I don't know these other. I don't know this person from like this whole. But she'll tell me this stuff, and that that's really what a lot of Sicilian, a lot of Sicilian people do. That they'll tell you stuff that has no relevance to to you. It has no, you know, you don't even know what the hell they're talking about. But they'll tell you anyway. And again, that's just why we have my mom just sharing, and you know, letting letting herself kind of like I guess be involved. But but in in her way. Um, that's again, that's a Sicilian thing. So I'm not sure, you know, how, how that works, but I just, you know, oh God, and I, I sometimes I joke, but you know, obviously she knows these people. So I don't know if she's doing it because of the person or like, she actually knew the person that passed away, or maybe she knew like the, the, like the person that she knew and then like the cousin, sister's daughter or whatever, if she knew them too, I don't know. But I feel like she feels the emotional um, attachment to that person. So obviously, this is a relative of theirs or a friend of theirs. So there's a little emotion there. So she kind of like, you know, relates to that emotion, I guess. So she'll share with me. And I've gotten really, really much a lot better at uh, listening to just these stories, even though I have no, I don't know what she's saying. And I'll ask questions. I'll be like, you know, and then she'll start telling me stories about this person that this one, this, and this one lived over here. And this one got married to this one and has these kids. And again, I have no clue who the hell she's talking about, but I go along with it and it makes her feel good. You know, she'll start telling me stories about, you know, obviously people that I know, and she'll go into like these these tangents uh, because that again that's a Sicilian trait. He says she'll end up under under the cob under the da. That's what Sicilians do. They're like over the place. So she'll start with like this kind of story and oh Osako Murillo and I'm like oh okay Murillo who died oh Kish Sugido Kido the da Kish Safisha Kish Safisha Kido and I have no clue. Kish Sugua who is that person? Oh, non Chipienson, don't you remember this one? He used to live over here and he got married to that one. And this one did over here. Oh, sometimes I have no idea what she's talking about, but I go, oh, yeah, you chocolate. So, see, see, see. I just say, yeah. Oh, and then she'll say some stories about this whole thing. I have no clue what she's talking about, but it makes her feel good. You know, it keeps the memory of those people alive. And, um, I tend to do that too, you know. Um, I tend to do that as well because it helps me remember and 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 acknowledge those people as they're still around us. They're still like in here and they're still in here, and that's really all that counts at the end of the day. Because the physical realm, uh, the physical realm is temporary, guys. You know, I mean, we're here today, gone tomorrow, kind of thing. You know, and any day is could be. I hate to be gruesome at this point, but it's the truth. You know, especially in this day and age, here today, gone tomorrow. So. Um, the more we keep those memories alive, those those feelings alive, 
it keeps them real. You know, like I always tell people when it comes to their dogs, yes, we're going to talk about dogs. Now. Oh my God. That's what my mother always tells me. She goes, she doesn't want to listen to the podcast. She goes, you know, my mother doesn't really uh, care about dogs. She's actually afraid of dogs. So, uh, so she'll tell me that I'm like, mom, but I don't talk only about dogs. I talk about all sorts of other stuff. So, so anyway, so yeah, so we're going to talk about dogs really quick. And then we're going to talk about a different subject about dogs. But, um, you know, that's why I tell my clients all the time when it comes to dogs is that, you know, they don't know why you're afraid. So for example, like, like they know the way you feel in a certain situation. So if you are like walking down the street and you have a dog that's coming towards you and you get tightened up on that leash, you know, they don't know that the reason why you're getting, why you're getting tightened up on that, tightened up on that leash and becoming fearful and tense and nervous. They just know that this dog coming towards you is making you feel that way. But the reality is that a lot of times our own brain gets in the way. So we start imagining a bunch of stuff that's happening. Imagination you know, imagination is crazy. So we start imagining a bunch of stuff happening. Oh, this dog's going to attack my dog and my dog's going to bite him. And we're seeing all this stuff. So now what happens is that we start to become tense, nervous, and fearful, and our dog is picking up on it. But really what's happening is not real. It's not happening it's 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 in our heads right it's like those movies where you see shit going on but then all of a sudden it goes back to the reality and it's like whoa what, what do you mean i just thought this this guy just got killed and you know he's alive that kind of stuff you know so um but the what's real though is the emotions the way we feel based on those thoughts based on those pictures in our brains the emotion the emotions are real and that's what the dog is feel, feeding off of. That's what the dog is realizing and, and basing his behavior, his feelings, and his actions off of your emotions. But again, your emotions are based on bullshit. Does that make sense? What do you guys think? Does that all make sense? So in a way, when it comes to our emotions of keeping these people in our minds as we play the movie of them going through whatever it is and remembering those our emotions about those thoughts is are real. You know what I mean? So it almost makes those people still with us. You know, I don't know. That's, that's just the way I think about it. It's the way I feel about it. Um, you know, a gruesome topic like death in a week like this, where I've had these kind of situations, it just makes me reflect a little bit more on, on certain things. And that's, that's one of the things that it made me uh, think about. And uh, I, as I was saying this whole thing about Sicily and death, I actually remember this is another kind of weird topic, but uh, it reminded me of, of how wakes were conducted in Sicily. Yeah, no, I'm, we're going to get into this dog's topic topic in a second, in a second, but this just popped in my mind. So I just have to share it. Um, the way wakes were conducted, there was no funeral homes in Sicily. It's back in the day. I'm not sure how things are done now, but back in the day when I was there, there was no, uh, there was no wakes. There was no funeral home. I'm sorry. There was no funeral homes. Um, so in order to pay your respects to the deceased, what you did was um, I'm laughing because it's kind of funny, but you know, like how you go to like a funeral home and there's like the coffin and, and the deceased person is in the coffin. You walk up to the coffin and you pay your respects or whatever. And then you go sit and the whole bit. Well, this whole ritual was conducted inside the deceased person's home. So, um, I mean, I don't, I don't feel um, that it's disgusting or gruesome or vulgar or whatever, you guys tell me what you think, but listen, I don't really feel that way. I don't really think that that's the case. It was just the, the process that was done. So here's the deceased person laying in their bed. Um, 
you know, all done up with the makeup and, you know, whatever the, you know, the, the, the funerary processes were, however, you know, however it was done. And uh, they're laying on their bed as if they're sleeping on their bed. And people would come in, you know, they pray, they do the cross, they, you know, basically the same, the same setup that you would do at a funeral home. And then you sit around afterwards around the bed of the people would be in another room, obviously, or whatever the, what was, you know, whatever the case may be there. But that was how funerals or wakes, I'm sorry, wakes were conducted before the funerals and the funerals were done pretty much the same way, but as here. But, you know, I just remember that as I was talking about, I was like, you know, because I've had a few, you know, relatives, you know, distant relatives that passed away. And then obviously my grandmother, um, that was kind of, that, that was exactly how it was set up. You know, it was in people's homes on their beds and people would come to their home and the, the whole, the whole thing. So, you know, when I tell, when I, when I tell like people here, like I tell my friends, you know, something like the lovely stories, like, oh my God, this person is so moitere, the guy's dead and he's still in the home and he's in the bed and then somebody goes to sleep and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Listen, it is what it is. That's, that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? So old school. I don't know if they changed it now, but listen, that's how it was. So, <laughs> you know, anyway. So, um, so what is this bullshit about two dogs, two female dogs that can't coexist in the same household, two female dogs that can't live in the same household? I'm sure you've heard it. What do you guys think about that? Um, I'm sure you've, people have told you this or have heard about this or whatever the case may be there. Um, you can't have two female dogs. Okay. How do I put this bluntly? It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Two female dogs can coexist in the same house. They can live in the same house. They can live peacefully in the same house. They don't have to eat in separate areas. They don't have to sleep in separate areas. They don't have to be separate at all. Okay. It's bullshit. Okay. Now, if you don't believe that, then you are on one side that abides by dog training mentality. And the dog training mentality doesn't really apply in this kind of stuff. The reason's simple. Can two dogs, can two female dogs live together? Maybe two female humans can't. I don't know. You know, let me tell you, tell, tell me about that one. It's like maybe a warfare. I don't know. Maybe that's where the whole myth came from. I'm not sure. But regardless of the fact, when it comes to two female dogs, it's not a problem. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. Dogs whether they're female or male, it boils down to the same basic principles. They need leadership. They need directions, boundaries, and limits. They need mental and physical stimulation. All the same shit that any other dog would require, okay? If you don't understand that, look, there's so many cases of dogs that get adopted. Two female dogs come into the same house and all of a sudden it's a fight. And okay, it's because it's two females. No, the problem is that these dogs are spoiled. They don't have structure. They don't have leadership. They don't have guidelines. Their energy is not being drained. They're not being exercised mentally and or physically. It's the same shit. It boils down to the same thing. It's always the same thing. No structure, no leadership, lack of, of exercise. 
pent up energy. It's the same problem. So why does this myth take place? Well, there's two factors to it. The first one is that this, there's those that don't believe in the whole leadership concept that dogs, you know, the whole, you know, pack leaders and dogs need, need to be told what to do. They don't abide by that. So they don't believe in that, whatever. All right. I won't even, I won't, I'm not even going to go down that road. But what I've found is that oftentimes dog trainers, especially the ones that, again, that I call trick-or-treaters that, are, that do the obedience commands and the, uh, the, the, the treats, their shit, their way of training doesn't work for this stuff. It does not fix the behavioral issues. It does not fix the fact that these dogs are not stimulated. Their excitement levels too high because the trick-or-treating method creates high levels of excitement. And if their dog, those dogs are not being energy, if their energy is not being drained properly or enough or at all, then you're going to have a problem of pent up excitement, pent up energy. The other factor is that if you don't believe in establishing direction, bounds, and limits, these dogs kind of like take over and do their own thing. And now there's a battle for position of the alpha female role. Yes, it is true on that, on that note. So the problem is that, you know, people will call these type of dog trainers in, you know, their trick-or-treating methods do not work to fix the dogs that are fighting, these two female dogs that are fighting. And so what ends up happening is that the, the, the you know, some of these trainers will not admit that it's them that don't know what to do. So they have to find an excuse. There's all excuses. And so what's the excuse? Well, the reason why is because they're too female. I'm here to tell you flat out that is not true. Okay. Not true at all. So that, and that's the bottom line. I don't, I, I mean, it's very frustrating when I have to hear that, that these people that have in their minds and they think it's a fact that it's just two females cannot live together. Bullshit. If you don't do the right things, that's what ends up happening. And what I do is I teach people about how to create a hierarchy of authority, which is what we do at Pac-Man to the Rescue. We teach people how to create a hierarchy of authority, how to create directions, boundaries, and limits, how to establish the, the, the fact that these dogs don't have to compete for position. They don't have to compete for the leader position because that position has already been taken and the humans are already providing the dogs what they want, need, and, and require. So the dogs are cool. They're just going to relax, whether it's female, female, male, 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 female, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? As long as there is clear leadership and direction, boundaries, and limits, and you're drained the mental and the physical energy, and you have a calm and firm mindset throughout the whole thing, there is no issues. It's not a female to female thing. And if you guys want to learn more, please let me know. And if you guys believe in the, or, or have had experience with this, or unfortunately have had to rehome one of your female dogs because of this, please share those experiences with, with me, please. Because I would really love to know, you know, all, I mean, I already know the stories that are out there. I see them everywhere with people that are just throwing their opinions in as these facts. Well, you can't have two females together. Well, the reason why they're fighting is because they're two females. You're going to have to rehome one. Motherfucker. Oh, it's so frustrating. I'm here to tell you flat out that if you are in that position and you have two females that are fighting, or if you want to adopt another female and you already have a female in the house, if anybody's telling you that, tell them to shut up because they are flat out lying. They don't know anything about this. What you have to understand is that it boils down to the same basic principles. It's kind of like the same thing when people will say, 
um, you know, you can't have two unneutered males living in the same house. Listen, first of all, I believe that you should get them neutered, period. Okay, that's just my opinion. If you have a different opinion on it, let me know. But, you know, it, just get them neutered. Now, if you don't want to get them neutered for whatever reason, and you have one dog or two, two unneutered males, well, here's the thing. They can coexist, but you have to drain them physically and mentally to the point where they're exhausted. Or you have to make sure that they're being bred twice a year. That's just, you know, common sense there. That's how you make them coexist. You fulfill their instincts, you fulfill their needs, so there won't be any problems. But again, it all has the same issue. Drain the energy, and you have to establish a hierarchy of authority. They have to know that they are not at the top of the pecking order. They're not at the top of the list. You are. So there's no competition there because that role's already been filled. It's simple. You know what I mean? Regardless, regardless just get those dogs neutered if you're not going to breed them. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, that's the thing. So and and the frustration for me is again is again there's a lot of these dog trainers that that their their systems do not work for this stuff. So I've experienced this firsthand where clients will call me as a, like a last ditch last ditch effort because they're they've been dealing with other trainers. And I put quotes on there that you know, they've done all this stuff, but it doesn't work. Well, yes, because you haven't addressed the problem. You haven't established a hierarchy of authority. These dogs are competing. They're, they're alpha females fighting with each other. But, you know, dogs do that regardless of the, the, the sex issue. If you put, yeah, two females together, you know, the female brain of a dog is going to, you know, control. And they're going to, if there's, if there's children or babies around, they're going to claim them as their own. They're going to correct them you know, like a mother would. I mean, it's just part of nature. It's their instincts. It's their nature to do sorts of these sorts of things. Our job is to make them know that those things are not necessary. Your job is not to correct. Your job is not to claim. This is not your baby. He's a pack member. He's part of the pack like you are. You know what I mean? So they have to understand what their roles are. They have to understand what their positions are. So bottom line, the whole myth that two female dogs cannot coexist. You hear, we ready? Is bullshit. So no fissaria. Fissaria. Okay. So it boils down to the same stuff, guys. Same stuff. If you want to believe it or not, whatever. This is the truth of the matter. And if you guys want to learn more, please message me. Message us at Pac-Man to the Rescue, and I will be more than happy to help you create a pack. That is why my name, my nickname is Pac-Man, because I create packs. A pack is a family, a team. That's what it is. It's not a bad word. It's a family. It's a cohesive unit of harmony that live in tranquility and peace. You know what I mean? That's my nickname. That's how it came as Pac-Man is because I create packs, whether it's human, human, dog, human, dog, dog, whatever. We bring them together as a team, as a pack, as a family. You know what I mean? It's about balance, barking for balance. They say every, everything about life is about balance. We bring it together. So we fulfill the dogs. We provide them mental and physical stimulation. We provide them rules, boundaries, and directions and, and limits and whatnot. And then we give them rewards, tons of rewards too, but everything in proportion. Come on, man. It's that simple. The trick-or-treating bullshit. You do that to teach your dog some, to perform some tricks. That's all that stuff is useful for at the end of the day. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Two females. It's, it's very frustrating. And I don't know if you could tell, but it's very aggravating for me to hear that stuff because there's so many cases of dogs that get returned because 
people's brains are people's heads are being brainwashed. They put all these lies in these people's heads and these people just, okay, well, this is, okay, this is what I've been told. So that's how it is. And even if you try to explain it at that point, they're just so brainwashed with this stuff that it really doesn't make a difference. So what do you guys think? You guys see my point? You know what I mean? Anyway, but, um, so what topics do you guys want to talk about next time? You want to talk about more like myths? What, what, what do you want to talk about? Like some, some, some topics about what? Let me know. Write some messages down in there. Love to hear some stories. Uh, tell me some stories. You know, I want to hear some of your guys. So I mean, I'm always sharing my crazy ass stories and uh, about, you know, dog stuff and my past stuff and whatever. Let's share some stories. You know, I mean, I talk about my mom. My mom's going to kill me when she knows about all the stuff I say here. But I haven't even gotten to the nitty gritty about my mom. One day we're going to do it. going to get into that stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, so send me some stories. You know, let me know what topics you want me to talk about and what, what, what your interests are. I would love to hear your personal stuff. You know, let's talk about your personal stuff. You know, this is Barking for Balance. We get personal. You know, I get personal. You know, that's just the one man show. So I want to want to talk about you guys, too. Let's uh, let's let's talk about that. So. Um, it's not just about dogs. It's about life is life is great. You know, it's all about balance and, you know, we gotta, we gotta continue to grow and improve and, um, and get better and life is good, you know? And, uh, when you, when you, when you balance everything out together, um, life is great, you know, and our dogs help us with that because listen, dogs live in the moment. They, they're all about energy and, um, they help balance us out. You know what I mean? If we're in a bad mood, they're in a good mood. It kind of like brings us together, but we have to make sure that we allow them to balance us out and we just don't overwhelm them, which is unfortunately most of the time what ends up happening. But yeah, so share some stories with me. Let me know what you guys wanted me to talk about and what you want to know uh, further. If you want to know more about the worm stuff or, you know, Google that. I'd be curious to know. Let me know. Uh, let me know what you find out about that. But um, yeah, so listen, don't forget, guys, make sure you hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on over here. Hit that uh, slap, uh, slap a paw on that, uh, on that subscribe button on YouTube. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Barking for Balance, on all the, uh, on all the other podcasting platforms so you could keep track and, uh, and keep up to date on what's going on. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this episode. Uh, I am Pat the Pac-Man, and I'll catch you guys next time on Barking for Balance. Bye.